Uh, I think it's time that we start the conversation to silence the shame. Silence the shame. Si- silence the shame. Silence is the difference between treatment or pain, life or death. Silence the shame. Speak up now and silence. 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 Silence the shame. Welcome, 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 everyone, to episode 28 of the Silence the Shame podcast. I'm your girl, Shanti Das, the host. Of course, I have my man Free the Vision. What up? My what up? Amazing co-host. What up, Shanti? How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How you really doing? I'm doing okay. I am making it through. Okay. You know, which I'm, is the best that we can all do, right? Right. I'm processing things. Well, you know, I'm always here. Yeah. Well, that's why we do what we do here at Silence of Shame is to support one another. Yeah, absolutely. And I always appreciate you, and vice versa. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And to my left, our resident. Clinician, she likes to be called that. I like to be called Dr. That. April. Gonna get mad, but mm-hmm. Dr. Umstead, but it's all good. That's right. We we got a, we got some amazing got folks. Vaughn. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in our wheelhouse. So I'm, I'm grateful to have mm-hmm. Dr. Adrian here again. How you been? I'm good and um, thankful, grateful, and blessed. Okay. Uh, to be, listen, every day I need to get like three words listen, I can use in succession. Listen, Let me see. Listen. I'm happy. I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired. Look, I need y'all to, to to get this piece about about manifesting and stop talking about that other Ooh, stuff. Oh, you sound like um, Dr. Cherry, who's one of my best friends. She Listen. is a, a psychologist. She's a professor, though. She doesn't practice. Mm-hmm. But she talks about putting it out there in the universe, mm-hmm. right? Because what you speak is what you bring Ooh, about. I'm going to have to connect life. y'all, too. Yeah. So, so even when you talk about going through, you mm-hmm. got to be careful about that. Because what you don't want to do is to get stuck, stuck in, in the, the going through. through. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm with you. Point taken. 2019 manifestation. We gonna manifest the things Amen. we want in our So we gonna raise this million dollars so sounds the same can get office spaces and hire a couple more people. Mm-hmm. Come on. <coughs> Soon y'all will be seeing those posts postings. We hiring. Right. That's right. <laughs> yes, because we need more help to be able to do this work, and yeah. we need the resources. And I'm gonna claim that I'm gonna get five more speaking engagements. Praise Absolutely. Lord. Yes. Only five. That's. That's uh, right. in a month, right. in the next month. There you go. Confirm it. They don't all have to be within the next month, but I like to confirm five more okay. in the next month. So, yeah, we're going to go mm-hmm. on and put that out there in the atmosphere. Well, I, I think that. that's done. I think that's done. Yes, Amen. yes, yes. But, but back to business. Um, this is episode 28. And this uh, episode I'm really excited about because, for you know, music is a big part of my life. Yeah, um, yeah. And my career. Legend. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> Legend. I don't think that. Icon. But the, we're going to be talking about music as therapy, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we oftentimes will hear how art is used as therapy yes, and how it helps to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really excited to have this young lady in the studio today because she is a real ATLian, y'all. Like, it's so many transients. <laughs> and that's no disrespect. Every, for those that are listening, we, we record out of Atlanta. Silence of Shame headquarters is based in Atlanta. And our virtual headquarters is based in Atlanta. But I'm from the A, and, you know, I just had the pleasure of meeting this young lady in free. Thank you for bringing her um, mm-hmm. to Silence of Shame. But let's give a warm, warm Silence of Shame welcome to Sunny MF. Hey. Hey. Thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. Is it like Sunny and Oh, my God, is that what you <laughs> <laughs> I need to know what that really means. You know? <laughs> it's good for my mental health. <laughs> 
Welcome. <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. It's I really appreciate y'all. Yeah. You know, I manifested this uh, this <laughs> situation. There you go. I mean, so as y'all were talking about that, it is definitely true. So yes, I'm happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for like. Thank you. Sunny has supported and really shouted us out and been kind of like really there pursuing this with us. So I'm glad that you're able to be here with well, us. Well, we're grateful oh, to be able to pour yeah. back into you. Thank right. you, man. Let Appreciate us support it. you, ladies. I love <laughs> thank that. You, thank yes. you. So tell us about your background. And I know you just released a new single. Um, so tell us, one, why mental health matters to you. Mm-hmm. And then kind of how, you know, this came about within your career and what you've been working on. Uh, all right. Um, so pretty much um, I'm from the west side of Atlanta um, and mental health is something that's attached to me because I lost my sister to suicide and mm. she was in school to become a psychiatrist. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. How long ago um, and what was her name? Her name was Africa. I got her name tatted right here. On Shout me. out to yeah. Africa. Yeah. yeah. So, angel. Yeah. yeah. So she uh, she was attending Bowie State University. Okay. And um, yeah, so I was 10 years old when, it's ha- when it happened. So what year was that? Do you remember? Um, uh, oh one. Oh one. Yeah. Okay, oh one. Yeah. Two thousand one. Okay. So, um, so that definitely, you know, impacted my life. Sure. Uh, she was, she was my mom's first child from her first marriage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was like my only sister. Uh, I grew up, I got two uh, other brothers, but I'm the youngest too. So that was really like a close, uh, female influence on my life mm-hmm. other than my mom, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, it. you know, you young, I, I really didn't understand, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I remember like watching your interviews and you saying, you know, it kind of, you don't, this is like the first time I really like started to talk about yeah, it because it's you something get to that being an adult you don't yeah. you can't really process it exactly mm-hmm. and then you know the stigma they put on it makes you feel kind of like you're embarrassed to kind of mm-hmm. talk about it because yeah. it, it they make they attach weakness to it and it's mm-hmm. like you know I never want anybody to view my sister as weak right you know Absolutely. so so that's one thing I was like kind of guarded on that mm-hmm. you know yeah. and you know I, so my dad took his own life but I was mm-hmm. seven months old mm-hmm. um, I, I'd love for Doctor. Adrian, to interject for a quick second, just to tell our listeners, you know, how hard is it for, you know, kids and youth to even grasp the concept of suicide, right, and and to understand it? And why is it that it takes us to become, you know, young adults or adults to really kind of start unpacking those layers and and dealing with our feelings as it relates to a suicide? I think that... um in relation to suicide, but just in life in general, mm-hmm. we attach to those things that are given to us. And mm-hmm. so depending on how the people in our lives around us deal with things, the adults, the people that we are looking up to, depending on how they're dealing with things, that's going to impact how then the youth, the kids take it on and what they see. And so mm-hmm. if it is negative that is given to you, you see it as negative. And so if everybody's walking around and acting like, shh, this is a secret, we can't talk about this, then as a child, that's the same thing that you adopt. And you think, oh, my God, there must be something wrong with this because nobody's really talking about this. Mm-hmm. Nobody's talking about this person. Nobody's talking about how it happened. Mm-hmm. So we don't realize how we influence children Mm. by virtue of how we act as adults Mm. and so we give them the road map for how we're supposed to do life and we just don't realize that a lot of times we put them on a really bumpy path because we haven't had our own healing as adults Mm -hmm. and some stuff we may have dealt with because 
you know, every family has secrets. Mm. And so every family, yeah. especially in our community, you yes, know, these yes. things that have gone on and you hear people whispering about them, but you really don't know the story until maybe you become an adult right. and you yeah. feel comfortable enough to ask some questions to get the other part of the information. But until you reach that point, you are watching, it's like watching TV. And so you're watching TV based on the story that's been told to you. Yeah. When you become an adult, you get to see it through your own eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sonny, did you have um, that problem with your family? Like, were they yeah, we, we know, really didn't, about it? Yeah, we really didn't talk much yeah, about it. Here. You know, after the funeral, you know, mm -hmm. uh, my mom, she was the only child. so And she buried her mom and uh, dad like two weeks apart from each other. Mm -hmm. So I, I think um, I even know this now, you know, as an adult, just watching her and um I know she's still in a deep depression, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. some things you just never get over, you know? Yeah, so um, that's real. I talk to her now about it, and it's always a good talk, you know? Yeah. But but you know what, Sonny? <laughs> even, even when you say that, you know, because I want to just teach people about this manifesting, you know, we get over what we allow ourselves to get over. And so somebody has not given her permission to get over it. And sometimes that somebody is ourselves. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's because, again, it's what we are dealing with based on how we were raised, what's been said to us, all the seeds that have been planted. And so we don't know how to move. And so as African-Americans, we don't go to the couch because mm -hmm. Then we got folk in the family saying, well, you know, if you go and see somebody, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. No, it means that you are going to talk to somebody outside of your immediate family who can only give you their perspective based on what they went through right there with you. You mm -hmm. got to go and talk to somebody else yeah. that can help support you. Definitely. I just want to add, you know, you and I got a lot of similarities. <laughs> yeah. um, now I'm just going to have to be your big sister. <laughs> I can feel that connection. Thank you, thank you. I recently lost my sister two months ago. Um, it she, it was, that. thank you. Um, mm -hmm. She had a blood clot that I think led to cardiac arrest. But my sister often talked about how my dad's suicide affected my mother. Yeah. And how we could see the fact that my mom was depressed. Yeah. yeah. And like yeah. we would see her crying in her mm -hmm. room yeah. at night and would, you know, obviously not talk about it. Mm -hmm. We just yeah. never share any of that. Mm -hmm. And here I am, you know, I'm much older than you. I'm 48 years old, but I can still have the, I still have the memory of my mom. Yeah. crying and, and but not willing to talk about it now she has Alzheimer's and there's nothing mm. we can do now but yeah. for years I th we think that you know she was silently depressed definitely yeah and yeah. didn't get any help yeah, yeah. that's the sad and we part. didn't even go to counseling you know as a family either yeah. and so it, it's just hard it so, is you know my heart goes out to you um I applaud Thank you for um your your strength Thank um you. your courage for your ability to see kind of past your position right mm -hmm. now and to be able to help mm -hmm. and embrace other people mm -hmm. through yeah. your music right mm -hmm. using mm -hmm. music as a part of therapy so you know talk to us a little bit about um well how old are you if i can ask i'm 28 okay yeah, so i just when turned did you, 28 when did you first get into music and um, was it you think a direct result of kind of what you had been feeling and going through with your family yeah um i always thank you i always been into music ever since i was like uh i was seven years old when i said my first rap so um uh, really, like, the whole fun of hip-hop really got me into it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I always related hip-hop to a fun time. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I had a cousin that always would come by our house. She had, like, this real cool Jeep. And she would always play Lauryn Hill's album. Mm -hmm. And so, you know... That's what <laughs> to be introduced to. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, I always reflect back to that time, you know, yeah. being that it was like a cool car, like yeah. purple, mm-hmm. and it was always yeah. playing. Because um, I used to think it was her song. Because, you know, you, I was young. I was like seven. I didn't know who, who was who, what right. artist was popping. Yeah. It was that um, yeah, Killing Me Softly. So so when I first started rapping, it was just always about having a good time. Then as I got older and... You know, I started to experience my own triumphs and my own personal situations sure. versus just watching TV and seeing, you know, like little cartoons and stuff. So once like experience has affected my life, I think it definitely affected my music because um, like I haven't released any music in like uh, probably it was like four or five years. I, I was just like putting out still putting out content to stay relevant, yeah. like freestyles, but I wasn't really putting my heart. Did something anything. like demotivate you? Uh, you know, I think or? I just had like uh, the wrong energies around me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people just mm-hmm. sucking me dry. Oh yeah. And um, uh, so and, and then another someone that I was working very closely with, my homeboy uh, Bob and Weave, he was like my producer. He um, he chose a different path, which oh, he chose to walk with the Lord. Which I, you know, I, yeah. I'm, I'm I was very supportive of yeah, that. Yeah. But just having somebody that I knew for a fact was there for me, I think I just started adding more people to fill that void like all my best friend kind of not making music with me no more but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna kick it with them and not realizing these relations were kind of toxic did you Mm -hmm. ever seek counseling as once you kind of got to be like over 18 or as an adult or did you really just bury yourself in your music to kind of help that um or to put that on the path put you on the track to healing rather yeah i I really buried myself in my music Mm -hmm. and as of now i really realized that you know, expression is not healing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can express myself through my music all day, but it's still not giving me what I need mm-hmm. to really heal. You know what I mean? What I'm really going through. Mm, yeah, I understand it. it you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I'm expressing it. But healing, that's a whole that's a whole different ball game. That's a whole different ball game. Because mm. what, what... So, and Fred, at some point, you said something about processing. So I said, let me, let me break this down. Processing is when we are moving towards a solution. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people use that word very freely. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, I'm just processing. And a lot of times what they're doing is thinking, mm-hmm. not processing. Because processing is we've identified a problem. Now we're going to move to the solution. Mm-hmm. Thinking mm-hmm. is when we're just sitting in there. Because you can think about something about a year or for two sure. or for 12 sure. or yeah. 17. Facts. And so when Processing you, requires action. Yeah. yeah. So, Sonny, mm-hmm. when you're using mm-hmm. your music and you saw that as an outlet... It was to just get it out. And mm-hmm. it's sort of like journaling. But yeah. what I say to my clients is that if you don't ever pick that journal back up and go back and see what you were experiencing, yeah. you don't know how to process to move towards your healing. Yeah. So you're just thinking. Mm-hmm. And so you the, the music as an outlet is an amazing art. But what you've got to do is you've got to take that and figure out what now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to just get it on paper it's not enough to just record it it's what do i do with this exactly. and i am just a firm believer that everything that we go through is not about us i've always <coughs> believed that because that's what i was taught so yeah. even the traumatic things that we go through in life they're not about you they're about somebody else that needs to hear your story yeah. so when shanti says and here you are now i have to be your big sister and i just sat here chuckled because I was like this was divinely ordered yeah. absolutely like you're from the south side I'm yeah. from the south side yeah. I mean 
music. I'm on the other side of music. Yeah. You're the same age as my sister would be. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so it's, that's, it's divine. Wow. <laughs> that's, wow. It's real. <laughs> yeah. All wow. we have to do is to listen to the universe mm-hmm. and to allow God to speak to us and do his work mm-hmm. and be obedient. So here you all are today. Um, and what better person to help you process through music? Think about all the music you've heard in your life that um, and worked in and, your life, right? Yeah. That you worked in your life. That look, that was not for healing. That's and right. so mm-hmm. now you're at a different place on your journey, and now you meet Sunny, who is utilizing her art and her gift mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's the next step in the healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. It That's a is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Free. Um, <laughs> I know, right? I'm just doing what I was called. That's it. <laughs> I, um, I did want to ask you at what point, because what you said is a very um, powerful thing and a very aware thing, you know, and I think as we've talked, what I've recognized is that you are very aware. It's to, it's a... Um, in today's society, that's a challenging thing to approach music from this angle Yeah. Um, with this kind of content. So at what point did you realize that expressing wasn't healing? Like, what helped you understand that? Um, what really, like, helped me, I was at South by Southwest. It was, like, maybe about three years ago. And mm. I had a few shows, and this might be, like, I think it was, like, my second or third year going there. And um, I just was, like... I was surrounded by so many artists, you know what I mean? And I felt like, I, I went to a couple of shows, and I felt like, I mean, damn, we all saying this. Can I go? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you good, you good, you good. So hold up. <laughs> we say politically correct. But no, I felt like we all were just saying the same shit. Yeah. It's like, the same shit. And I'm just like, damn, I'm way, way deeper than this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I always pride myself on my lyrics, but, you know, I do fall into, okay, money calls, clothes, hoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it, it happens, and I was just like, man, it's like um, I wanted to attach myself really to my music versus just what I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I wanted to, you know, be vulnerable with the people that's um, – watching me you know what mm-hmm. i mean like just open up more yeah. that'll separate me from everybody else and plus everybody go through shit you know what everybody. I mean? everybody. everybody's from going through everybody in the whole wide world money rich poor it don't matter As they all are say, going we all have something. mental health we may not all yeah. have a mental illness right right yeah. absolutely but we could certainly we, we need mental wellness correct yes right. yeah. now have you ever gone to therapy never no. Are you open to it if you need? Yeah, it? yeah, I definitely am. Because I really feel mm-hmm. like if you were to able to find the right, you know, match. therapist mm-hmm. and yeah. the right match, that I think one, it would be transformational for you, mm-hmm. and to help you get to a point. Because I wish I had have taken my sister's advice and gone to therapy a lot. Uh, many years ago, rather mm-hmm. yeah. than to have to still deal with these issues at my age. Yeah. So I'm trying to prevent you from what I'm dealing with right now as an adult. And um, I think it would, one, allow you to heal like you've been looking for it in addition to that expression. And then I just think it'll bring out so much more. To your creative Yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I really hope, and I, I, you know, this you is, consider that. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you're a fan of him or not, but he's said this here on the podcast, but I, it makes me think of Crit. Oh, and okay, And the way yeah. that Crit was very open about him going and actually going to therapy and yeah. how he felt like that opened up his ability to um, lyrically communicate a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of unlocked certain things, you know, so I, yeah. I use that as an example and that's a podcast episode that you can listen to and hear. Sure. But if I read the bio correctly, 
crit like picked you. Yeah, right? yeah, for his uh glorious challenge. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. top eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I'm, I'm real cool with his manager. <laughs> 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 He's definitely a friend of Silence and Shadow. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Him and Dutch. I'm real cool with his manager. They yeah, always show dope. me love. Yeah. So yeah. Good people. Yeah. Well, but but you know, here's the thing. Every family, like you said, yeah. every family goes through stuff. Mm-hmm. But black folk are raised to keep secrets. Yeah. That's yeah. how we are conditioned from the time we're small. Yeah, Think about true. it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Don't be going out here talking about what's going on in this yeah. house. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, when you get to your grandmama's house, you better not tell her what you saw, what me and your dad said. You know, yeah. all of those things are conditioning. Yeah. And so because of that, it plants some seeds in us. And yeah. so before you know it, we hear somebody talking about going to therapy and we're looking at them like, uh-uh, you know, only crazy folk do that. And I tell people, no, I am a preventionist. Please come to me when you're not in crisis. If you got to come then, fine, I'll be an interventionist. Mm-hmm. But come when you're not mm. in crisis because we can help to mold and shape your life in the way you want it to go. Yeah. But before we can do that, we certainly got to go back in time yeah. and we got to unearth some of the stuff that you've been carrying with you because most people want to just sweep it under the carpet. Yeah. All you're doing is you let the dirt pile up under the Thanks. rug and eventually the rug is so high up to the ceiling you it's can't even walk point. out yeah. of the door. And you yeah. know, and there's a misconception that if we're just being completely candid that therapy is not for black people. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. therapy is something that white people experience. And right. you know, and I think that there is a um a, a deeper misconception that if you let someone mess around in your head, you don't know what, you know what I'm saying, may come out type thing, you know? And I feel like I remember that as being a child, I went to a therapist um, as a child. And when I went, it wasn't for like, um, it was like the, it's a deep story, but I went to therapy. And at that time, the therapist said that there wasn't anything wrong, but she would have liked to continue to see me because she felt like, how I was expressing was interesting. Mm-hmm. And my father was like, his ass don't need to go to no shrink. <laughs> you know, and that was his mechanism of like defending there's nothing wrong with my kid. You know, so I think that sometimes we have to, and I, I genuinely do believe that our generation or the generations <laughs> under us are going to change the way that we are communicating and dealing with trauma in a way that we're interested. Mm-hmm. I see a lot more people being open to therapy yeah. that look like us. I see it being a much wider topic in our community. Yeah. Um, and I I just empathize with you because I also understand what it's like to have a parent um, who sometimes you n- are not sure if you can reach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a very difficult thing as a child, especially if you are the child who seems to be the most aware of these kind of things or the Mm -hmm. one that they can speak to. So Mm -hmm. I, like you said, it is a everybody's household type of thing. Right. Yeah. And no one wants anyone to know how quote unquote, um, how much they're struggling. Yeah. Or, you know, everybody wants to just be able to take care of the bills Mm -hmm. in the house. Like, let's just get through. You know, nobody wants to feel like things are falling apart. Yeah, that's true. But but you know where that comes from, Free? It's conditioning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it goes back beyond generations, 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 and everybody's kind of passing along what it is that they do. So 
I agree with you 100%. It's going to be your generation that is going to lift this veil off of mental illness and say, we're going to turn this thing around to mental wellness. So mm -hmm. it was 30 years ago when I was in the school system and I was saying to the educators, you got it wrong. Y'all concentrating on all the wrong stuff. If we don't get to the bottom of some of this other stuff, people aren't going to learn. You're going to have some other tragedy. So now we got all these mass school shootings going mm -hmm. on. And it's because we don't stop to deal with stuff, but it's also because of how we look at stuff. Mm -hmm. Everybody has stuff. It just depends on what we want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, so the tagline for my business is change your thoughts to change your life. If you don't change the way that you think, you can't change anything about mm -hmm. your life. Mm -hmm. And so for most of us, we are handed other people's thoughts. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, again, going back to applauding Sonny for just mm -hmm. realizing one of the ways that you could change your thoughts of even just the negative emotion and, and, and trauma that you dealt with was by... Expressing yourself, yourself, right, mm -hmm. and getting it out there. And so yeah. just from a technical perspective, you know, I was looking on Psychology Today, and I quote, um, there's an article where they mention music is often linked to mood. A certain song can make us feel happy, sad, mm -hmm. energetic, or relaxed. Mm -hmm. Because music can have such an impact on a person's mindset and well-being, it should come as no surprise that music therapy has been studied for use in managing numerous medical conditions. And the University of New Hampshire um, posted an article, and they said that music therapy is used for many different forms. I'm sorry, it's used for many different issues, from stress relief to mental, emotional, and behavioral pro problems. It has also been shown to help treat depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, and you mentioned... Um, Dr. Adrian in one of our other podcasts about how music was really important for her. Yes. And I think you almost equated it to like music was air for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Talk about, you know, I know you're not a psychiatrist, but if you can talk about a little bit more on the technical side of how important music therapy has become and how it really does help us um, on our journey to recover. From well, depression or anxiety. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the words that we hear have the ability to influence how we feel. And so it's just like when you are talking to someone and so or reading poetry that is inspirational or reading a book that is motivational. Music does the exact same thing. It just has lyrics and a sound behind it. Mm -hmm. And so when you take that music, you know, there are a lot of research out there that says that certain types of music make people angry. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. it goes the same Nothing way that you can true. take. Right. So yeah. you can take certain type of music and it can also motivate you to yeah. change, inspire mm -hmm. you to grow and do these different things. So for me, music allows it is like it is air for me. So I am real old school. See, I'm much more old school than y'all. I'm old enough to be y'all's mama. But I grew up with vinyls. And mm -hmm. so I you got some vinyls at the crib. You got some vinyls because you were in the music industry. <laughs> but I grew up with y'all grew up with some tapes and some CDs. Mm -hmm. I grew up with vinyls. And mm -hmm. so and then my son is the one my baby son that's the singer is the one that loves vinyls as well. Okay. And mm -hmm. so, you know, listening to some of the words that other people have written it allows me to relate because you know how sometimes you feel like 
it's just you. Mm -hmm. It's not just you. And every time I hear a song where somebody says it perfectly, I'm like, see, I can't sing, but those are the words. That's it. (laughs) And so it gives you an opportunity to connect to people outside of yourself. And so music is very, very, very therapeutic in here. Do you know if there's a such thing? Because I'm reading and I'm always like... Researching, scouring on the internet because <laughs> I love learning, especially when we do these podcasts. It gives me a reason to do some research. But on Brain HQ, it says that um, you know music therapists are well trained to show you how music can help you socially, cognitively, physically, mm-hmm. emotionally develop or developmentally. Are there mm-hmm. is there such thing as a music therapist? Oh, absolutely. There are music therapists, art therapists, and pet therapists. Okay. And so although we have well, although we have some of the same basic training in terms of theory, mm-hmm. they have a different type of specialization that okay. they go through okay. to be able to use it because Amazing. It, you know, it's like I tell people, when you open up Pandora's box, you need to be able to close it in this therapeutic world that we're in. Because mm. what maybe you, even going you, to a music therapist might help you. Yeah, so yeah, instead definitely. of a traditional one. Yeah. Well, no. well, they spend a lot of time listening to different sound waves. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah. They're, looking, yeah. they're looking yeah. at it from a physiological yeah, perspective. Yeah, the frequency of the sound waves, okay. the hurts. Because, right. you know, okay. you go on YouTube so and type in. clarification. Yeah. I got it. She need to just. She might need yeah, Dr. Adrian. She just need the regular. Okay. <laughs> she, she need Dr. Adrian. Because <laughs> you probably be in there saying some things to them uh-huh. based on what you have come to learn about got music. It. That's a different training from them. And y'all going to be like this. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you, you got to be careful about about that kind of stuff. So yeah, so yeah, they. But so take... who would go to a music therapist then? So Someone you know that, that you or... know that we all have different learning styles, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. the way that we process, remember, moving from problem to solution yeah. is not the same way. So just like. When I couldn't get here, because I am very, very visual, to the point where I was literally sitting in my car, closing my eyes, trying to visualize what you all were telling me about Mm -hmm. the street I was looking for. So somebody who is an auditory learner would be somebody that would be Mm -hmm. good for For, that type of thing. Okay, thank you for that. Somebody that is a kinesthetic, tactile learner would be good Mm -hmm. for an art therapist. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh. Hope y'all learning something out there. So I want to turn everything back to Sunny now. Um, as we all know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Last month you dropped your new single. Yep, yep. Called <laughs> Detox. Yeah. Um, and it's available on all streaming platforms right now. Yep, um, yep. One, you know, tell us about the record and kind of what um what it talks about okay. and what was your inspiration for this for the lyrics in this song all right so detox um pretty much like like you all was saying like you know music it does inspire feelings and emotions and um just listening when i get a lot of beats just listen to them all of them pull something different out of me mm-hmm. so okay. um i don't know listening to this beat maybe it was the piano in it it just made me want to be extremely honest mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um i didn't write the song when i was going you know, through what I was going mm-hmm. through, it was mm-hmm. after, because, you know, sometimes you're going through it, you don't notice it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it was after the fact, I was, uh, I was, I was like, I'm, I was feeling pretty good, but mm-hmm. the beat just made me recall that feeling that I had, you know, and I was just like, I'm doing good because I ain't got these niggas around that mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be around mm-hmm. me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, like I said, I took a break from just releasing, like, a full project because I wanted to make sure I 
talked about something I, that meant something to me. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Something that would establish growth, not just in my music career, but also mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's why I attached that. And then it was around the time, like I said, my sister, she was 26 when she passed. So it was around that. I was around that age. And I just was trying to figure out, like, why the hell am I going through this right mm-hmm. now? You know what I mean? Trying to relate everything that felt a little bit relatable to that time to, you know, what was going on. So I was just like, you know what, um, after I wrote the song, that's when I was like, I'm going to dedicate this song to my sister. You know, because I felt like she probably most likely had the wrong people around her. You know what I mean? If she had the right people around her, maybe she would still be here today. But um, I still wanted to tell my story as well as her story within there. And, and it's just me realizing I was part of the problem in certain situations too. And I was a, a toxic person to be around because I'm feeding off all this other energy. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like just talking about what I was going through, what I was realizing, and just me also noticing shit that I said that just wasn't cool, wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And my th- me you know that was pretty toxic of me to say because it was a line in there and um i said how can i talk big like that it pretty much i was just talking real reckless to somebody that's you know close to the family that we care about mm-hmm. and i was just talking real reckless and i was like who am i to try to make this person feel little mm-hmm. and who how big do i think mm-hmm. i really am to you know just mm-hmm. say let these things come out of my mouth without even thinking about it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and you know words cause people to feel away and uh, I performed the song for a good little year before I actually promoted it and put oh, it okay. out because uh, I had so many, you know, I was like, I'm going to put it out on this date, 11-11. I was like, nah, I kept getting pushed back. Then I was working with someone that was like, nah, I don't do it that day. Don't do it that day. So I was going to do it on my sister's birthday. And then she was like, nah, you need to make sure it's roll out. And I was just like, man, what, what are you talking about? Look, I, let me release my shit, you know? And then yeah. I was like, everything happened for a reason. Absolutely. Because um, when I set the release date, um, it was... I was going to do it April 23rd, and I was like, I'm going to have the release party, boom, boom, boom. But something happened with the venue. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to push it back one week. And then I pushed it back to in May. And then mm-hmm. I started doing my research. You know, it's like you, how you on the computer now? You just start mm-hmm. Googling Same stuff. Thing. And then yeah. um, I was like, oh, wow, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Yep. Like, you know, I was just like, okay, well, that happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. Let's just go ahead and do it like that. So, um, so once we finally got the date, I, I had the perfect rollout. Uh, I got... I had better ideas as far as how I wanted to roll it out. I mm-hmm. talked to other creatives and recorded them talking about detoxing mm-hmm. mentally. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, oh, have they been caught on the other side of someone else's detox? Have they had, you know, right. toxic characteristics? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I'm going to be dropping that. I like that. Like, mm-hmm. on my, um, I'm going to be releasing that on my YouTube next month. Uh, on my sister, she passed. It was uh, July 15th. So mm-hmm. I'm going to release that on the first day. Mm-hmm. July. And guess what? July yeah. is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh, word! So you should <laughs> so, really yeah, try to keep yeah. a lot of that going. Wow. And maybe you and I'm putting back on my marketing <laughs> hat now. When I was in the business, but you should probably try to keep the conversation going. Yeah, yeah. And even do some IG lives. Yeah, around yeah. detoxing for that entire month. Like for you sure. got another month to really try to push this yeah. out there and get some campaigns going. Yeah. I'm um, speaking of social media. What were the some of the comments like when you dropped this song? Um, like, did you get a lot of positive responses and people kind of open up, opening up to yeah. you around some of their own emotional health challenges? Yeah, definitely. Cause even when I had the uh, the release party, um, I had a mental health panel where we featured um, ATL Soul Clinic. Shout out to Dr. Tiffany Smith. She came through okay. and spoke. And we partnered with uh, Black Health. And mm-hmm. they uh, pretty much 
open up the conversation. And at first, you know, when you talk about stuff like this, you think the, the crowd may be a little closed off, and, mm-hmm. and they were very interactive. Mm-hmm. And oh, like great. I said, I, I performed the song, like, at a few shows before I actually released it. Mm-hmm. And every single time, like, I always perform, and people come up after, yo, your set was dope, I like mm-hmm. your music. Mm-hmm. But this song was different, <laughs> you know what I mean? This song, as soon as I got off stage, I had homies come up to me like, like you could tell they felt it. I, mm-hmm. I, I seen it in their eyes. Mm-hmm. Like one of my homies, his name's uh, Sonny too. Uh, oh, Sonny wow. and Y. You know what I mean? He came up to me. He was like, "Yo, that's the one. You oh, need wow. to do that." Like he was like, "Man, I almost was about to cry on that." He, you know, he's <laughs> he's a guy, so it's just yeah, like yeah. Yeah, every time I and watch. It's okay movies, for guys yeah, to cry, y'all. Just so you know. And usually every time I watch Contrary movies, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Black man is cool to cry. Every time I watch movies and I see like a man crying, it make me cry too because you know that's a the role was like yeah. when the guy cries, like, oh, my God, like, this is touching. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he said that to me and every time, like I said, I just had a different feeling. People like, yo, that song, it touched me. It touched me. I just kept hearing it. And I was just like, man, you know what? I'm going to do it. The first time I, I I performed it, I almost cried myself. So, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, this is the song that I want to promote. And my mom always like, you, you do good music, but you always switch up too fast. You need to mm-hmm. get one song. Yeah. stick to it to and it. do what you need to do so mm-hmm. the fact that you know promoting this song i don't even want to move from this song because it just touches me and it just it's just my my growth and everything the way i sound like yeah. i said because i haven't released anything just my sound just my feeling my mental health just everything i, I just love this song and yeah, i just love what came I, about sure it you have a sure. lot more life yeah. left in this record exactly yeah do you have any any final questions um no i mean i want to just more so commend you for taking the step to do it Mm -hmm. you know and i know that there's the challenges of looking um or oftentimes we can get caught in challenges of looking at peers and other people doing what we want to do and thinking that there may be a better route but as long as you do something that's authentic i think that it's easier to sell you know so I just appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate y'all, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And again, I just love this title, Music is Therapy, because, um, you know, as, again, you guys know, the, the me losing my sister was really, really hard. Yeah. Um, when my dad took his own life, she was eight years old, so she stepped up to raise us. Mm. Um, and so I am <coughs> still healing and trying to... You know what you said, Doctor Bear, about the process. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get to that point. I think mm-hmm. I was just thinking and not really processing, but now I'm trying to process it now and move forward and have mm-hmm. a solution. And but a couple weeks back, um, Free came to my house mm-hmm. one night, and um, we just started listening to like old '90s music. Yeah, for sure. And I had a tough day. You know, it was a, a, a dark day for me, and that just put me in such a great mood. Yeah. So y'all might periodically, if anybody follows my personal um, feed on Instagram, you might just see me dancing sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it automatically puts me in a better mood. Yeah. And that was just one of the best nights, you know, in a long time. I'm just grateful, you know, that you came over, you know, sure. to support. But it just goes to show the power of music. And mm-hmm. even, you know, just what I did and the artists I work with. And, and it's nice to just go back and reflect and and. Just, it takes me back to those happy moments in my life growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I worked in the business and just the, the healing property of music is amazing, mm-hmm. you know, and I just hope that people like yourself continues to, mm-hmm. you know, provide, you know, the soundtrack of our lives. And, and that's, you know, why I loved doing what I did because it was all about the music. Like, you know, I worked for Ella Face Records when I first got started and, 
I was a music person, even though I did promotions initially and then marketing, like I always like got excited when LA had a new, you know, demo or something to play for us and <laughs> as a result you know L- and la reed if anybody knows him he's a music guy first mm-hmm. and even though he's a businessman but he was always like very strict about his a and r meetings and who attended and he started letting me sit in on the a and r meetings because mm-hmm. he said i had a good ear and even just you know being able to, but that's cool from a technical side but like open up your mind and, and your spirit if you have not giving music a shot in your life no matter who you are anything you might be going through there are just so many healing properties mm-hmm. to music and i'm just mm-hmm. grateful mm-hmm. that i have an, a technical understanding and love and appreciation but just as a human being like you know music is air for me too sometimes mm-hmm. when i feel like you know i can't breathe i just turn on a song and it for automatically sure. puts me in a better mood for yeah sure. that's so hopefully sure. this episode has been you know the start of of a healing journey and mm-hmm. process you know for those that might be going through some stuff mm-hmm. sure. and and your shirt says detox yes it is detox and i want to say this to you and to whoever else it is that needs to hear this tears are a detox yeah mm-hmm. and so <laughs> you should never try to stop your tears because mm-hmm. They need to come out. That's yeah. the only reason they show themselves present. <laughs> and so a lot of times when people are detoxing through tears, they mm-hmm. try to stop them. They try mm-hmm. to shut it off. They want to stop crying. But here's the thing. Those exact same tears that you are using to cleanse pain are going mm-hmm. to be the exact same tears that you use for your healing when it's time. And they're going to be tears of joy so you're not always (laughs) crying because it's painful Mm. it might be that way now but allow those tears to detox so that you can have your tears of joy thank you (laughs) let the church say amen Amen. (laughs) thank you dr adrian Mm -hmm. our resident clinician (laughs) in the building i received that i received that yes that's awesome um sonny thank you again thank y'all for having me we're just grateful that you took time out to Mm -hmm. come up and, and share your story. And thank and your you for your patience. With us. No, really, thank y'all yeah. for I mean, providing the whole process because you've really no. been reaching out consistently. I'm happy to be here. Like I said, um, when I first released the record, you guys were like the first people I thought about. You know, as far as like mm-hmm. coming on and just talking to you all. Shout so, out to Sydney. For yeah, shout out to Sydney, man. Shout out My to dog Sydney, and mm-hmm. thanks for providing. You know, an open space. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would never yeah. cried if you guys didn't give me that open oh, feel. Man. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I mm-hmm. got a new little. <laughs> Yeah. Tell sure. everybody don't don't make me say we are family in here. <laughs> Tell everybody how they can follow you and get your music and stay in touch. You can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, all that good stuff. It's Sunny MF. It's S U N I M F on Instagram is Sunny.mf. So Sunny.mf. Y'all stay tuned. Detox everywhere. Truth is coming real soon. Thank yeah. you. All right. Dr. Adrian, yes. how can we follow you and stay in touch with all the amazing things you're doing? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Adrian. That's D O C T O R A D R I E N N E. And uh, on Facebook, I still love Facebook. Couch Versations <laughs> with Dr. Yes. Adrian. That's Couch Versations with Dr. Adrian, um, where we have the Fix at Six on Fridays for Relationship Friday. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously you can follow us on Instagram at Silence to Shame. 
um, on Twitter and Facebook at Silence TH Shame. If you want to donate to the cause, text the word silence to 707070. Also, more importantly, if you feel like you're in a crisis, you can text the word silence to 741741. Immediately be, immediately be connected to an, um, a counselor via texting who can then, they'll refer you out to someone mm-hmm. in your area. Um, I'll also give the um, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number in honor of my father and your sister Africa. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and my own suicidal ideation that I had some years back, it is 1-800-273-TALK. 1-800-273-TALK. And free if you want to give information on the podcast. Um, for sure. You guys can follow me everywhere. I am at Free the Vision. Um, it's freethevision.com. You can just look me up. Um, yeah. That's the, and and what words. else we need them to do? Uh, we need podcast? you to rate, subscribe, right. share, and comment okay. our podcast. Go on ahead and give us five stars. You love us. Yes, we appreciate that. And if you want to just follow me and my little quirky self, um, my personal page is at Silence. I'm so, oh. <laughs> Always got sounds of shame on the brain. It is at Shanti Das four oh four. But um this has been great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Episode twenty eight, music is therapy. This is the Silence of Shame podcast. Always, as we like to say, remember to take time, save a life, and what? Silence, Silence to shame. shame. That's right. Peace out. Mm-hmm.